Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Hi, I'm Bill's defensive end Greg Russo, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills! Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. We're with Justice Radford, Justice General Radford. That's the nickname, by the way. That is that is your nickname? That's not a nickname. Is that, is that your middle name? That is my given middle name. That is awesome. That is awesome because you know how I feel about self gloss. Have you ever yeah. heard that? Well, yeah, well, not a big fan of self gloss. Like well, when you just name yourself. Me, like, me like neither. Like, and that's why I have to tell people because people be like, "Oh, the general." And it's like, no, it's not the general. It's just, it's just my name. Okay, like you know, it's not a nickname. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's cool. But like, yeah, like I like people are just like, oh, I'm the, I'm the, I don't know the mob boss or whatever. It's like, well, who yeah. calls you that? Like, I, well, I call myself that. It's like, well, that doesn't give you, yeah. you know, yeah. that's cool. So he is the podcast and YouTube producer for the Buffalo fan base, which is the bills mafia's official podcast and, and, and YouTube site service, everything he does at justice for all podcasts. Justice does a ton of things. Um, we just got done talking about the schedule. Um, we talked, we talked about, um, all these cool topics going into headed into training camp. Um, we obviously talked about, you know, the, the, the shooting in Buffalo, the top shooting. Um, and I'm having him on for an, a much more lighthearted conversation. Something that, um, by the way, I appreciate all your time up to this point, Justice. This is amazing. Um, Absolutely, man. I, I'm and so happy to be here. You had you had me on your podcast along with Charlie um, a couple of weeks ago, and we were discussing uh, specifically like the draft picks, the draft, all these other things. It, was, it led to a lot of different discussions. And I don't know about you. Uh, we mentioned this before the podcast. Sometimes the best conversations you have are before recording and after recording. And you and I were talking with Charlie about this really cool discussion, which I never really had. And then you started bringing up points and I'm like, this is good. Like this is, this is a legit conversation. Whereas, you know, you kind of just thought it's a bar discussion and this is like Josh Allen v Patrick Mahomes, right? So before we get into it, um, like you obviously have thoughts on it. Like you, you were the one I believe that brought it up, which I was like, oh, you know, this is interesting. I'm going to listen into that, and see what you guys think. And then the more you talked about it, the more you me- you made me a believer, right? You were you were you were the legit general. I was a soldier just following command, just paying attention, right? Saluting my saluting my superior officer. So first off, like when you when you were bringing that up, what makes you like? I mean, the, the comparison is always there. Like, what made you have such strong feelings about which way do you think Josh Allen v. Patrick Mahomes? 
So listen, people say that I, 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 whenever I have these discussions, people are like, oh, why are you discrediting Patrick Mahomes? You don't think he's good? Are you kidding me? He did this. And th-. I'm fully aware of what Patrick Mahomes is capable of. Okay. Patrick Mahomes is God tier level. Okay. It, 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 you, you say Josh Allen, his comp is Ben Roethlisberger and Cam. It's not true. Okay. None of that is true. Those are not comps for Josh Allen. Whatever you're comparing Josh Allen to, it is the most elite of that quarterback. And then he can do a lot more. Right. Um, Josh Allen's only true comp is Patrick Mahomes and vice versa. Right. Except Josh is bigger, faster and stronger. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, when I take a look at, at, at you know, the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes cop, it's not a slight against Josh. It's not a slight against Patrick Mahomes. Okay. If you take a look at what Patrick Mahomes had, you know, when he was brought into the league, it, and this is not a, like anything against them. You don't choose who you're to, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean this is a detriment or anything, but it's, it's like you are sitting behind Alex Smith, who is a former number one overall pick. Um, he was the highest rated quarterback in the NFL uh, the year that Patrick Mahomes was a rookie and sat the bench, right? You had Tyreek Hill, you had Travis Kelsey, you had Eric Bieniemy, you had Eric, I'm sorry, uh, Andy Reid, right? Andy Reid is this quarterback. He literally has the nickname quarterback whisperer. Eric Bieniemy is a genius, like an offensive play calling genius, a strategical genius, a, a, a football awareness game play genius okay right and if you if you really pay attention all of the kansas city chiefs games it was always a chess match between andy reed and mcfraser andy reed eric Bieniemy, and sean mcdermott uh, uh leslie frazier right and, and those were it was always that was the chess match right and then it was like you know uh, uh spagnolia wasn't great. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Brian Dayball was like, eh, I'm here, you know, but Josh Allen was really the focal point that even made it, you know what I mean? Um, so Josh Allen is also at a disadvantage in the sense that he doesn't have an offensive minded head coach, right? He doesn't have a quarterback whisperer as the leader of the football team. We just spoke to the deficiencies of Brian Dayball. So you, you have to expect those mental lapses from Brian Dayball from time to time, right? Um, not only that, but he came into the league with Zay Jones and <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin and Charles Clay dropping touchdown passes in Miami. And like, you know, a granite, he had Sean McCoy. And that was it though, right? You know, um, Patrick Mahomes got the offensive line. He got the running backs. He, uh, he had a uh, Kareem Hunt to begin with, you know? Um, so, he just had everything to start out his career and he went absolutely buck wild. So, you know, kudos to him. He did what he was supposed to do. Right. And, and people will tell me, they'll be like, you know, but Alex Smith couldn't throw 50 touchdown passes. Why could, because he's got tier level. This is what I'm telling you guys. He's got tier level. He is the second best quarterback on the planet. Maybe ever. Right. Be, but Josh Allen is first. He is first. I'm, I'm just being real with you guys. Like, if you take a look at what jo- I'm gonna say something controversial. Okay. Last I'm year's Bills it. offense was not that talented. Okay. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't. They had two superstars, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Dawson Knox is above average. You know, 
And and with Josh Allen, he looks great, right? It, it, we we spoke to the, the the Aaron Rodgers effect earlier. Same thing with Josh Allen, in my opinion, right? I think if you put Dawson Knox on another NFL roster with like a not god tier quarterback, I don't think he looks great. I think he looks above average, probably. You know, um, you know, uh, Stefan Diggs. I mean, I love Stefan Diggs. I think he's you know one of if not the best wide receiver in the league. But what was he doing before Josh Allen? Not what he's doing now. You know, um, Gabriel Davis was the fifth, sixth round pick. Like, and he's catching two hundred. He's having the game of his life. If you, if your last game is as good as you are, Gabriel Davis is just the best playoff wide receiver in history. You know what I mean? So he is making these guys who, let's face it, aren't superstars look like superstars, right? Tyreek Hill's a superstar. That's bar none. Like he's a super, he is throwing up the deuces from the 20. He's a superstar, right? Yeah. Travis Kelsey is the smartest tight end maybe in history. Maybe in NFL, he might be the smartest tight end in NFL history, right? Uh, ultra talented. He is a God tier tight end, you know? Um, and he's on the field directing things that Patrick, I don't know if you heard the mic'd up for the 13 second drive, but it is no. heartbreaking, but Travis Kelsey led it. He called the entire thing before it even happened. Okay. Every play he called it before it happened. I love Dawson Knox, but he is not doing that. He doesn't give you that. Okay. So, <laughs> so now you get to a point where Patrick Mahomes, this God tier level talent has now, you know, S rank, you know, if not God tier right below it, talent around him. Right. And then God tier level talent in the coaching staff. Right. Um, it, 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 it is a completely different situation than what Josh Allen was brought into. Josh Allen had to learn how to win, how to be competitive with that absolute juggernaut with less talent around him. And I think that bodes well for him because he had to get it out the mud. He had to start from the bottom. He had to learn how to create it, not create a team, but like, you know, first of all, get his team to believe in him. You know, he had to get the locker room on his side. Uh, he had to have them look at him as a leader. He had to, you know, he, you know, he had those guys watch him grow. Cole Beasley, probably the best thing that's ever happened to Josh's professional career. Cole Beasley's not a superstar though. I love Cole Beasley to, I don't care about none of his beliefs. I, I love Cole Beasley to death. Okay. And he's not a superstar though, but he, he is one of the best things that ever happened to Josh. And, and I admit that. Um, but it's not the same. You know what I mean? It's, it's just not the same. So now when I look at it and I, 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 you guys heard me reference the Chiefs blowing it up earlier. Of course, they didn't blow anything up. But when Juju Smith-Schuster is your number one receiver, that's quite hilarious to me. You know, when it was previously Tyreek Hill. Right. Um, so I think this year is, is really going to open people's eyes. They're going to be like, oh, Patrick Mahomes is not perfect, like not even close to perfect. You know, I think he's going to have a really see here's I don't I don't want to oversell anything. Right. I think he's going to have a great season, you know, but relative to sophomore season, Patrick Mahomes, I think this looks like um, I think this looks way worse by comparison. Right. I think this upcoming season is going to make people like, oh, wow, like because we were expecting 50 touchdowns and, and 4,800 yards every single year, you know, just two years ago, they were asking if he's the best that ever did it, you know? And, and I think, you know, it, this happening, you know, him losing his chief weapon that really changed the way 
teams play defense. He got so much easy stuff because Tyreek Hill was on the football field. Like, you had to see where 10 was at all times. And that really took, you know, the pressure off a lot of other guys. And you had the speed and talent to get guys in space because Tyreek Hill is creating space for people, right? That speed is unmatched. You get a guy that runs a 4-4-1, but Tyreek Hill ran a 3-9-9 as far as I'm concerned, okay? He is like the fastest dude in the NFL, like, and it's not close. And and his his speed is really, it, it, it really changes the way people play defense. And without the benefit of having essentially an Emmett Smith in the 90s on your offense, I think he don't get as much easy, easy stuff as, as he did before. And we saw what he looked like when he was rattled in, in the back half of the AFC Championship game. Hell, we saw earlier in the season when he looked rattled, you know. He, he didn't look great. And I think losing that, you know, that that chief weapon, I, I think he might look a, a lot more rattled. And and um, I think it's going to be uh, fairly easy to see that Josh Allen is the best in the world because, quite frankly, Josh Allen doesn't really need anybody else to be a superstar, right? We saw what happened in the AFC Championship game. His other superstar got blanketed, double team, every play. So essentially, he wasn't there. No, granted, he was on the football field, and he did take a lot of attention off of other people. But Josh Allen capitalized on that and and, and gave Gabriel Davis the game of his life, right? Um, and, and I, I mean, you, you know, Patrick Mahomes still has Travis Kelsey, so even on that front, it's still fair. You know, but I think that Josh Allen is just going to look a lot better. And I think he's a lot better as a quarterback. Uh, you know, just when you add everything up individually, all things considered. Yeah. The, you know, that's, there's so much to digest in what you said, Justice. There was, uh, I want to first off talk about, um, the comps because I, when we went, when I mentioned to you, I was on vacation this last weekend. I was on vacation. Uh, my family went with my co-host family, John. Like, so we went to the same place. We were at a campfire. We're like talking bills, right? Of course. Right. Um, got to. Got to. <laughs> and we're, we're mentioning comps and we're talking about Josh Allen. And I mentioned to him, I was like, I'm going to talk to justice. We're going to talk about Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. And he started talking comps. I'm like, he's like, well, you like Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton. I'm like, yeah, but like, that's not fair. That's not fair because he's better than both of those in both of the areas that they think he's alike, right? Like, like, like Ben Roethlisberger might have had a good arm in accuracy, and he might have had some level of mobility to escape pass rushers in the pocket. It's the strength is why they cop him to Ben Roethlisberger. Not even the, not even the athleticism. It's just strictly strength. The strength because like Ben Roethlisberger, peak Ben Roethlisberger was amazing at like not even evading defenders, but just like rolling out and like they'd be dragging him down while he still finds a way to like throw it across the field, right? Like, like Ben was really good at that. Now it led him to be like injured all the time, especially the way he got older, but he was good at that point. Josh Allen is better at him than both of that. Josh Allen can evade defenders like a running back almost in the backfield, right? Like he'll stiff arm guys, he'll bowl over guys. Ben Roethlisberger never did stuff like that. That was not what he was known for. Cam Newton, he's big like Cam Newton. Um, he's got a big arm. Josh Allen is much more accurate than Cam Newton. That's not even fair. I And I guarantee, just from what I know of Cam Newton, I guarantee he's a better leader than Cam Newton too, which uh, sure. the, the leadership and intangibles, like you mentioned, the, the intelligence that you mentioned earlier about his football IQ. I mean, Josh Allen had the best uh, uh, score, Wonderlick of his class. Um, I think it was like a 37. It was, it was high yeah. out of 50. Like, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then, you know, so like, so like, let me, let me throw out two comps. So like, I like Ben Roethlisberger just because he's big, he's strong, he's tall, he's got a good arm, he's, he's accurate, and he can evade pass rushers. I don't like it all completely. I don't necessarily like the Cam Newton one as much, but what do you think about this? Like arm strength wise, John Elway, because John Elway could freaking, he would like drill it into, he would drill it so hard that like he had to take steam off of it because he would hurt his receivers from catching the ball. Right. Like, and then John Elway had some mobility as well, but like, how about we add in a little Steve young, like Steve young was for a quarterback, a phenomenal runner. Like, I mean, for, especially so I can't give, especially back then. Exactly. I mean, it led to his career demise because he was too small to really absorb all these hits. He got so many concussions, but like, like Michael Vick comparison isn't good enough or it's, I mean, Michael Vick was, you were talking about Patrick Mahomes being godlike, like Michael Vick was godlike for mobile quarterbacks, like maybe more of a Randall Cunningham or something like that, like mobility wise. But like Steve Young was like one of those guys that was like always sneaky good, but like no quarterback in history. And Patrick Mahomes is a good runner, by the way, like he is, he's very smart at getting down, but he will slide all the time, almost every time. If unless it's for a first down or a touchdown, Josh Allen he invites contact unlike any quarterback that I think I've ever witnessed in my lifetime. You know, like he invites contact. He'll try to you know truck stick you. He will try to stiff arm you. Like the guy is a beast. And uh, yeah, so like I, there's like a comp between like John Elway, Ben Roethlisberger, Steve Young, like Randall Cunningham somewhere in there. That I think like it's none of them are fair, but if you think about it, when I mention all these comps, it's the best of all of those traits <laughs> of these really good right. quarterbacks, you know. Uh, so, like you said, we're not to denigrate Patrick Mahomes. I think we all agree that Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, but the situation in which Patrick Mahomes wandered into or was drafted into rather is completely different. You know, the, the college that he went to was completely different than what Josh Allen came up from. You know, the, the type of offenses, you know, stuff like that. Like, um, for all intents and purposes, we always talk about Josh Allen being an amazing quarterback because, you know, he wasn't uh, recruited coming from high school. So he had to play Juca ball. And then, you know, he was finally got two scholarships out of out of everything, out of a thousand, you know, letters that he wrote, right? Um, and he went to play for Wyoming. And then, you know, th- when he entered the league in 2018 he was in potentially one of the worst possible spots as a starter starting quarterback for any bills team yeah the worst that was they were predicted to go in 16 his rookie yeah yeah they had a terrible offensive line you're talking john miller you're talking uh vlad dacos like some some awful Russell Newhouse, I don't know, like Bodine, Russell Bodine, like you know, like those Marshall Newhouse, those terrible the guys that aren't even in the league anymore, right? They're so bad. Um, you're talking about these guys. Uh, they they were supposed to go in 16, like you said. I was hoping that Nathan Peterman would start just to protect Josh Allen, so he would take the beating over Josh Allen at that time. Because I'm like, we can't we can't injure this new toy, because when you bring quarterbacks into that position like the Bills did. They didn't give Josh Allen all the starting reps in training camp. They gave him like a third. They they divided it between him, um, Nathan Peterman, and someone else I can't remember that they got rid of. Like it doesn't matter. He's McCarron. He's, McCarron, thank you, AJ McCarron. Um, so so he never got all the reps. And then within the first half of the first game of the 2018 season, they're like, "You're the starter now." After Nathan Peterman just blew up, just like you know throw up all over himself like it's like okay now you're the starter right like that's that's a terrible situation to run into um it's so he was you talk about patrick mahomes being set up to succeed 
for all intents and purposes, not by design, but by situation, like Josh Allen was set up to fail because of the situation he was in, because that was a season that they paid, that they had to pay back all their dead cap from, you know, trading Marcel Darius. Um, who else did they get? A lot of other contracts that they had just finally paid their debt with. They had no cap space. They have like, they lost 25% of the cap space that most teams had that season. I remember because that was like, was that our first season doing podcasts? Second season doing podcasts for uh, Circling the Wagons. And uh, I remember thinking like we had this, we had this bit every week after the Bills would lose, it would be like, always look on the bright side, right? Like, you got to think positive because this is this season's going to suck, right? Like, you got to think positive. And we would have to do that because the Bills would lose all the time. But even so, the Bills went 6-10. and 10, And Josh Allen took something that could have, like, potentially destroyed his ego, destroyed his career trajectory, and he took that. And not only did he, like, not, you know, fail miserably, he succeeded after that and kept, like, like that doesn't get talked about enough. Like he should have, he he was like set up to fail, like I mentioned, and he overcame that. Like Patrick Mahomes, and you could mention like, so let's say they're on the same level right now, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Let's say they're even close to the same level. Like I, I, you'd almost have to give Josh Allen the bump just because of of what he's dealt with, like the lack of talent, the lack of coaching. And and this isn't to say Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott's a defensive-minded head coach, so like he has never had Josh Allen has never had an Andy Reid like or an Eric Bieniemy like mind coaching him. Just Brian Dable, like a few other things. So um when all those things mentioned, like you you just got me thinking in our conversation a couple of weeks ago, you're like, man, like this is Josh Allen is not only def you know uh, beat all the odds in college and high school and stuff like that, getting into the college, getting in the NFL and succeeded. But like this, the cards were really stacked against him. And a lot of people, I think most quarterbacks in that situation would have just failed. Absolutely. And um, not only that, but let's be honest, the narrative was against Josh Allen. You know, everybody wanted him to fail. It wasn't, not only did he get put in the absolute worst situation you could have possibly be put into at the time. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously the, the culture was shifting, but at the time it looked like the worst possible situation, right? Um, that particular year. And, and, you know, the pundits were all over him. Jalen Ramsey said, ah, oh, it's a trash pick. It's a bad pick. And they're like, well, we understand he's not a good, <laughs> like, you know, uh, <laughs> so like it, it, every, everything was against them, you know? And if you really take a look at that season, I implore you. If you go back and watch that season, like play for play, you know, just just watch the games. Josh Allen didn't play horrible. I mean, it, of course, he played bad because everything around him was bad. But if you isolate his gameplay, his decision making, the the reason he did things, and um, you know, and you put it in perspective, and you also take into account that he's a rookie and that his offensive line is dog doo doo, then you'll be like. Oh no, he had a pretty decent. He was five and five as a starter in games that he finished. You know, uh, and, you know. So who's to say that look, that's ten games, another six games? Who's to say if he didn't, you know, start and finish those other six games? Maybe we don't get to nine or ten wins, right? I'm not saying we would have, uh, uh, you know, but but uh, uh, you know, it, the possibility was there, right? It could have happened. He got injured, uh, uh, but 
it, it kind of reminds me of of like a a kid who kind of got the silver spoon, right? Um, uh, uh, you know, in the Patrick Mahomes uh, situation, you got the silver spoon, right? Versus the kid in Josh Allen who maybe you know came up on you know through the the school of hard knocks and you know had to build himself up to be successful and you know has built himself to the same level as uh you know a guy like Patrick Mahomes who maybe got the company handed to him, right? Um, and and you know when. When Josh Allen, when that kid who came up in the school of hard knocks, when he faces adversity, he's going to know how to handle it. You know, he wipes his butt with adversity at this point, right? That is, that's what he was forged in. You know what I mean? Versus Patrick Mahomes, who had the keys handed to him, you really never had any adversity. You've never saw a season where you didn't have Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and a, a, at least a decent offensive line for most of the season. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've never seen that. So, so now you lose your chief weapon. We'll see how you handle that adversity. I don't think he's going to like completely fall off the wayside, but I do think he's going to look a lot different. Um, you know, so I, I, I yeah, man, I, I just think that Josh is <laughs> when you consider all things considered, he just, he just really is. It looks like it's built for success more to the degree than it does in KC. And I don't think any of us would have thought that. You know, if you ask us this question three years ago, right? It looked like KC was set up to have a dynasty, you know. But mm-hmm. the way Brandon Bean has managed things, he it, it really is the scouting. It really is being able to recognize talent in the seventh round. That's now going to be your CB two, and on on the number one secondary in the league, right? It, it, it's it's being able to 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 see talent. That, you know, where you have your, 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 your nickel guy and Teron Johnson, who's one of, if not the best nickels in the league in the fourth round, right? You know, the, being able to, to get those depth picks that are able to be major contributing factors for you is nuts. Gabe Davis, you know, um, Devin Singletary, you know, uh, you know, guys like that, guys who, uh, Spencer Brown, you know, guys who really, probably shouldn't have even made this roster based on where they were picked. Now they're, you know, almost superstars or close to it, you know? So I, I think Brandon Bean, it, it really, again, it, you just have to, you know, give tip your hat to him because he, he does everything, not everything, but he does mostly things right. <laughs> you know, he, he always seems to, to, to cover his bases and, and put his team and his, and have his roster in the best position to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like what you said about, you know, Patrick Mahomes basically being like a trust fund kid, right? Like right. just, <laughs> just handed like daddy, daddy is a stockbroker. He handed him the keys to the Mercedes Benz, you know, his first, his first, you know, first car was an S class or whatever, you know, it was just exactly. like he, everything. And then you have Josh Allen, like the blue, blue collar, you know, like steel mill or whatever, coal mining, you yep. know, Coal miner's son, cantaloupe sort of farmer. like Rudy. Yeah, like the antelope farmer, farmer, exactly. Like the real life, exactly. Dude, I, I swear, I swear, like it's a mix between like Rudy and Rocky and stuff like that. Josh Allen's come up, like. I think when all said and done, like no matter what, because, you know, they've made movies about guys that have done a lot less with their actual professional career than Josh Allen has, but like you could make a movie about Josh Allen's life. Like the the adversity that he's overcome as many times as we've just mentioned it in the last 10 minutes, like you would be dumb to not make some sort of script about this guy, especially, 
a farmer, you know, I mean, sure, it's California, but it's not Southern California. We're not talking, you know, Los Angeles or Orange County. Like this is, this is, you know, this is, this is farm growing yeah. California, you know, um, a thousand, a thousand college applications, 999 no's. You have to make that a movie. You have to. You have to. Absolutely. So it's just, it's just incredible. I have such more respect for him just in our conversation about it that I never lost respect for him. He always loved Josh Allen. He always had, and, and, and I mentioned this when the bills resigned him is that Josh Allen has something that's like almost priceless, right? Like yeah. to, to me, it's almost worth, not only is he good talent wise, he's always trying to get better. He's always working harder, but like, he's a good dude. Like there is, imagine being like a Cleveland Browns fan right now, right? Like, or a Steelers fan for the last 15 years. Like you have to make excuses for your quarterback to like, you know, not, not that he's even like, like Aaron, even Green Bay Packers fans, like Aaron Rodgers has like a sordid past, right? Like, and he has like uh, a very weird relationship with the organization. Like you're just like, whatever, as long as they win, I don't care. Josh Allen is a legitimately good dude. And I doubt, hopefully, knock on wood, we'll never have to worry about anything like that happening to, to the effect that it would ruin his reputation or the franchise's reputation. Like that in itself is worth the highest contract in the NFL, no matter what guaranteed, because you don't have to worry about like, what is he going to have like 22 assault charges on him or, you know, absolutely. It's, it, to, to me, that's, that's priceless. And then another reason why is they got to make it a Disney film, right? It's good for all kids, <laughs> all people of all ages, right? Like, um, so yeah, this, this, is there anything else that you wanted to add about the Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes discussion? That was truly amazing. It was fun to really like hash out. Like I feel like we're at a bar having a beer. Like we're talking about this, and we're just like, yeah, man, it's an echo chamber. We're just like, yeah, man, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I think it's all you know rooted in logic, which uh, I think I think is important. You know, for me personally, uh, I feel I, I like to think I'm a logical thinker, so it, it makes sense in my head. You know, but um, I mean, you know, you you mentioned it. He's a great person, like. You know, you can tell how genuine he is. You know, it, it, it just it comes across like he he really, really cares about not only what he does, but like the people he does it with. You know, he cares about this community. You know, um, it, it really it seems so genuine. And, and I, I think it really is. And um, not only that, but he's, he's relatable to the guys, you know, the guys in the rock locker room absolutely love him. It's not like no disrespect to Russell Wilson, but it's not like a Russell Wilson thing where it's like all positivity all the time where, you know what I mean? It kind of seemed maybe, maybe a little disingenuous, which I'm not saying it is, but you know, people make fun of him for that kind of thing, right? Like Josh Allen is one of the, like Stefan Diggs is bar none, the coolest guy in the world. Right. And, and like him and Josh are best friends, you know, and Josh is an NFL quarterback, like face of the league at this point, you know what I mean? Type of guy. And he's best friends with like Stefan Diggs. Like, like that's, how rare of a unicorn this this guy is like he he he, he there, there's no other guy that's going to be able to run over or shed you know uh tackles from from defensive tackles and defensive ends right like he did versus Miami right then he's going to jump over your middle linebacker right and then he's going to outrun your safeties and corners like no one else is doing that you know uh, and then, you know, they're also a genius, like you mentioned, the Wonderlick scores and, you know, he gets better every year. Uh, he, he, he improves every year, every time, you know, we, we talk about the adversity, every time you see one of those pictures where he has that pissed off look on his face, he immediately destroys whoever is in front of him. 
you know, and and it's it's really and it's so special that like the city of Buffalo gets to have this guy, you know, as our quarterback. And it's like it was worth the 17 years, to be completely honest with you. Like to have this unicorn of a like it's it's absolutely nuts. It really is. Yeah. And, and this is like, again, like we mentioned this, this isn't to see, to like criticize Patrick Mahomes and say that he's not good. We both, like you mentioned him being God level. Like we both, we both think he's really good. We just think that Josh Allen needs to be in that discussion on a national level. It feels like it's Patrick Mahomes and then everyone else. It's like, no, it needs to be Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and then everyone else. And let's see who else is up there with those two specifically. And I think, you know, we mentioned adversity, adversity earlier in the podcast when we were talking about the schedule and stuff like that. But this is the first season that I feel like Patrick Mahomes will have true adversity because he not only lost Tyree Kill, like, you know, this is the first year that his contract really kicks in that he's going to be making probably, I believe it's almost $40 million or whatever it is now. Like that's cap space that they don't have that the Bills do have this one season, you know? So, um, you know, you take those 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 things away from him. And maybe he's not the best. Maybe he actually needs to overcome some things, you know, with Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, stuff stuff that he never had to really deal with uh, previously. And, uh, you know, that's 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 the cost of being that highly paid guy. You know, that's why I don't think, like, this is off topic, but that's why I don't think there will ever be another um, Patriots dynasty because Tom Brady was always willing to take a pay cut to keep guys and no other NFL quarterback, nowhere, nowhere, you know, in, in history, like since then, at least has, has anyone really done that? But, uh, but they never did. And, and so going back to Patrick Mahomes, the adversity, not only losing Tyreek Hill, but then you think about the division. You just mentioned Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's in your division now with a very good Broncos team. You're talking about the, the, the Raiders and now have Devontae Adams. You know, you're talking about the, the Justin Herbert team, which is now, what is this? His third season. Like, I mean, he's, he's a really good quarterback. This is more adversity that, you know, Patrick Mahomes has never had to deal with. Would you be surprised if people stopped looking at Patrick Mahomes like he's Patrick Mahomes this season and start looking at Josh Allen a little bit higher? I wouldn't be surprised with all the stuff that Patrick Mahomes has to overcome with with less with less to do with, you know? Yeah, I, I think the the Patrick Mahomes allure is is definitely going to dissipate this season. I really do, um, because he he has been playing special because he, he is special, um, you know, but. I think with the, you know, as you mentioned, the, the heightened uh, competition in that division uh, and, and not just in terms of the quarterbacks coming in, like they've all bolstered their defenses pretty well. You know, the, you know, the Broncos, the Raiders and the Chargers, they've all went crazy on defense as well. So like, it's not just, oh, you're playing a Russell Wilson. Oh, you're playing a, a, a Justin Herbert. Oh, you're playing a Derek Carr with Darren Waller with uh, Devontae Adams. And, and you know what I mean? You also have to worry about those defenses too now. Um, and I really think that division is just going to kill themselves and, and, you know, then that'll leave an uh, easier cakewalk to the, to the, to the t- promise line for the Bills because everyone else is, is absolutely tore up by the time, you know, playoffs come. So that's my <laughs> prediction for that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Justice, thank you so much for taking the time with us for, for talking. I, I knew as soon as we talked on your podcast on Justice for All that I was like, this is, this is a guy that I have to have on circling the wagons, like super cool. It's just like there's certain people that I've talked to over. Like everyone's always pretty nice. Usually you have somewhat of a good rapport, but then there's certain people that you talk to. You're just like, I have to have them on. Like I have to, I have to, 
have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, or so you're calling yourself specialist? No, it, it don't, <laughs> the connection is special. <laughs> elite, I would say, like you're talking about yourself. You're like elite, you know, like generally knowledgeable about everything. No, 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 <laughs> no yeah, absolutely. And you are, you are absolutely one of those guys. So I was really happy to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on. Justice, where can people find all of your work? You not only do podcasts like audio on the audio platform, you do it on the YouTube channel. Uh, for Buffalo fan base, for the official Bills Mafia site, you do, um, I mean, you do video editing cut-ups. Like, if you've seen, like, one of these really cool hype videos, like, there's probably five or ten content creators that do it out there. You've definitely seen Justices. And, uh, and, and, I mean, it's sick, man. Like, it gets me, like, those are the type of videos that, like, I want to act like, you know, I'm in my late 30s now. Like, I want to act like I don't want to jump through a wall, or, you know, but, but I do. I do. <laughs> it makes me want to join, like, a, like an intramural sport or yeah. something, like a, you know, sure. a 30s league for something like that. But no, those are cool. So, Justice, where can everybody find your your work, everything you do, and where all your socials that you have out there? Well, first of all, I appreciate that. Um, it, it's always nice, you know, when when because I put a lot of hard work into those videos, so it's nice, you know, when when people do enjoy them. Um, you know, I, I do it for you guys, so I'm, I'm glad that you guys enjoy them. Um, and again, thank you for having me on your show. This was absolutely awesome. Um, but so, all right, so all right, since since we're at the end, I'll, I'll I'll see if I can list off all the things without forgetting anything. Okay, so podcast YouTube manager for Buffalo fan base, host of Justice for All. That's Tuesdays at nine. Host of uh, Home Field Advantage with my man Caveman. That is Wednesdays at nine. Uh, host of First Round by with my guy Jake Jordan. That is Fridays at nine. Um, also, I'm a writer for Buffalo fan base. I'm a writer for uh, 96.5 WUFO. Um, and I'm definitely forgetting some stuff, but you know, video editing, all that other stuff. So, uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at, uh, Justice General, J U S T U S, just us, it's just me and you, just <laughs> us, just us, general. Um, and, uh, you know, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that, the TikTok. And, I, I should start doing TikToks, but um, uh, I see Greg Thompson doing it, and I'm like, that looks amazing, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, you absolutely just uh, hit me up there, uh, talk to me about some football or, or whatever the case may be. And um, Nate is the greatest, so I appreciate him having me on his platform. Uh, you know, and you guys hear his podcast. If you're listening, you, you know how great he is. So, uh, thank you again, Nate. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> oh, you didn't have to say that, man. <laughs> you have to say that. But if I was going to talk about myself, like you talked about yourself, like elite level, God level, like, <laughs> <laughs> I want, I don't want to say too much, but you know, I'm saying, no, 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 I, I, I certainly appreciate it. And like we mentioned, it is justice general the general is not self gloss that is legitimately his name <laughs> yes. so don't you dare think well oh, what does he think he is what is he the general of like no that is his name man like give him a follow you like you're a great follow on social media like i met you through like vince vince would tell vince me about you before God. i even yeah vince i gotta have vince on in the off season too but like vince vince is like always talked up you he talked about you know um justin and andrew which i'm gonna have on soon too and like just mentioned you guys like about cool and so i'm glad that this like i heard you on the same, like we, we were both on the mafia hot seat, like one time, like, so I listened, read, listen back to the episode. I'm like, Oh, that's justice. Like I've seen him over Twitter. Let me like, like hear what he's actually like. So I think I messaged you then, like you did a great job. Yep. Um, you know, Zach Vaughn, I think was on the episode too. Like that was cool to hear him too. Like it's cool to connect with guys to that. And we mentioned, like we mentioned that shooting earlier and it was really sad news. Like people trying to connect through the internet for like some terrible things, some awful things, but like in the same point, like, it's brought together 
certain people that like share this common interest like me or you like i wouldn't you wouldn't know i exist if it wasn't through through twitter necessarily or whatever like or social media or whatever like this just like this this connects us these like brings together a lot of people from different backgrounds to have like a common interest and yeah absolutely i agree i've met some amazing people in the bills community like i never would have imagined like i've been a bills fan my entire life and i've been on twitter for like 10 years but I just discovered the Bills community like two, three years ago, maybe. I never would have imagined it was this friendly, this supportive. I would meet so many great people. So I absolutely 100% agree. Yeah, yeah. City of good neighbors, man. So this is so good to have you on. Justice, you are the man. I certainly appreciate it. We'll have to do it again sometime. And uh, and uh, yeah, here's to, here's to, here's to an exciting fun off season you kicked it off perfectly and uh looking forward to to more that more of the content and everything else that you're producing over there at the, the buffalo fan base thanks man i really appreciate you you know I'm, i've been a big fan forever and uh it's, it's it's been a pleasure man this was absolutely awesome so thank you and uh, of course go bills <laughs> go bills i love it you for listening to the circling the wagons podcast download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service email us at ctwpod at gmail.com that's charlie tango whiskey pod at gmail.com follow us on facebook and twitter at ctwpod and most importantly go bills nobody circles the wagons like the buffalo bills nobody circles the wagons like the buffalo bills mate. <laughs>